everyone, welcome to Contemplation and Disability. My name is Rob, and it's so good to have you on here today. So we have a special guest, Justin Zare. Uh, he is a podcaster and faith influencer, and he's just an all-around awesome friend and my best friend, and I'm lucky to have him in my life and so glad that he's on my podcast today. And uh, so, yeah, man, uh, so good to have you on here. And, yeah. you know, I uh, think I, you know, I, I really want to talk about, you know, how, you know, your latest surgery, how it has, you know, what, what your faith journey has been through that and share yeah. with me too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, first of all, thank you uh, for having me on, you know, obviously, um, I, I think highly of you as well, you know, you're a good friend. And, um, so I'm very happy, uh, to be on, um, yeah. So was there, uh, something like specific about the surgery that you had a question about, or is it more just like generally? Yeah. Kind of just general, uh, you know, kind of let the listeners hear your story and then yeah, on to more specifics from there. Yeah, definitely. Um, sure. So, uh, I grew up, um, I was diagnosed, uh, with Crohn's disease at the age of nine. I, I kind of began, uh, having some of the symptoms when I was about seven years old. Uh, I'm currently 33. So I've had the, I was diagnosed, uh, longer, uh, than I've actually, uh, than I, um, you know, it's just been a, been a long time. I'm used to, I I'm, I'm more used to having uh, Crohn's disease than, than not let's put it that way. And, um, you know, I grew up in upstate New York, Syracuse, and, you know, I didn't really, uh, come from a faith background. In fact, what I would say is I grew up atheist. Um, I, uh, I, I was literally, uh, polemically opposed to Christianity, uh, very outwardly spoken against God and against faith, against religion. Um, and I moved out to California when I was about 18 years old. And while I was in California, uh, that's when I became a Christian. And I became a Christian at the age of 19 in Los Angeles at a very large uh, church, kind of a mega church. Um, and, you know, that really changed things for me. Um, and then I would say I would do a little cut for you. And um, I became a Christian. I was very involved in that church. Um, my faith was, I would say at that point in time, it was very passionate. It was very emotional. Um, I kind of began that journey of just, you know, getting baptized, getting plugged in at the church. Um, and in about, I, it was about 2012, uh, that I made a decision to, uh, move back to, uh, New York where my family is. And, and that kind of, I had been healthy for a number of years, um, but that was kind of the beginning of these most recent uh, medical issues. So I, I moved back to, to New York. 
um, right when I came back, I, at that point in time, had an abscess in my lower right uh, part of my intestine. And that abscess, um, it burst overnight. Um, and so that led to a small bowel resection. And that was, that was pretty tough. You know, that took, that took about six months or so to really heal from the small bowel resection at that point in time. Um, and that, that was tough. I kind of bounced back and, um, you know, while living in New York, it seemed like my health had, uh, uh, stabilized a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was put on a couple different medicines at that time, <laughs> Um, big name medicines uh, that you've probably seen commercials for uh, uh, biological drugs. One of them was called Humira. Um, one of them was called Simzia. And finally, they put me on a drug called Intivio. Um, now, Intivio, probably the best um, drug as far as like the symptoms. Um, it was working well. The Crohn's disease seemed to be cleared up. I seemed to be very healthy. Um, I went back to kind of living life. You know, I got a job, a very, uh, I was pretty successful traveling around the country, um, doing some uh, basically business consulting. I thought I was in great shape. You know, I felt great. Um, and basically, one night I went to bed and when I woke up in the middle of the night, I tried to get out of bed and I fell flat on my face onto the floor. Like my legs did not work. Um, and this was about 2016. I was living out in Albany at that time, a couple hours away from my family. Um, Oh, we got your cat friend here visiting us. Yep, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, long story short, I knew something was wrong. My legs kept, uh, they kept going numb. Uh, I kept like not being able to feel my feet. I kept falling. You know, I was walking around the college. I was going to college at the time and working full time. And I remember just like, walking between the aisles of the desk in the classroom that it, it would make me really dizzy. Wow. Um, yeah. And so it was pretty scary. Um, long story short, uh, I, I checked in with my doctor. I, I complained to my doctor, um, and stated, you know, Hey, this is what's going on. I've been falling. My can't really feel my legs. Um, they sent me in for an MRI to see what was going on. And the results came back uh, very quickly. And uh, when they pulled up the MRI, it showed that the whole outer layer of the brain was dead brain matter, gray matter. Wow. Um, and it turned out you know, that it, I was having the beginning stages of a pretty rare uh, disease, uh, very rare, called PML. Now, PML uh, resulted from the, the drug I was taking at the time, and I had no clue. You know, I felt great. 
you know, the Crohn's seemed to be excellent as far as, you know, I was symptom free and it turned out I, yeah, I was, I was in very bad shape and had no clue. I was, I was dying. And, um, they, they told me, you know, we didn't, we didn't know at that time how bad it was going to be. Um, the doctors kind of warned, you know, there could be like a six month period of time that this could, you know, your situation is going to be either <laughs> hopefully better, or it could be the opposite. You know, it could be the worst case scenario. Um, now that was, that was pretty much like the beginning of these most recent problems. Um, I quickly, we stopped the drug, uh, but my symptoms kept getting worse. Um, I, I developed a slight stutter, couldn't hold pens, couldn't tie knots. Um, I couldn't really walk without using a walker or a cane. Uh, it got pretty, it got really scary, you know, really, really scary. Um, and then to make things worse, uh, you know, while I was off of Intivio at that point and we weren't able to use other medicines, um, you know, what happened then was the, the Crohn's flared up because I wasn't on medicine. Hmm. Um, and subsequently, over the past um, five years, I've had uh, about four near-death experiences where I was bleeding internally um, and just, again, had no clue. Uh, there were no signs of bleeding, just very slow internal bleeding. And uh, basically last year, uh, I just kept dwindling down and I dwindled all the way down to about 105 pounds. Uh, I'm, I am uh, five foot 11. So 105 pounds is, is, is really, really skinny. Yeah. Um, I ended up in the hospital. I think it was about uh, 20 days I was in the hospital. And it turned out that I had some closures in the intestine. And so they, they, they put a uh, pick line in for nutrition. Um, they told me I couldn't eat solids. And I was only on this pick line uh, nutrition, which I'm actually currently still hooked up to right now. And, and so basically I had eight to nine months of waiting time and, uh, I wasn't able to eat solid food for all of that time, just getting nutrition, you know, through the pick line. So, uh, I waited for that surgery and then finally that surgery came, uh, had to wait cause I had to have a couple special surgeons, um, to work on the case. And then the surgery took place on July 5th of this year. Um, all of the intestine came out of the body <laughs> during the procedure. Um, it was about six hours and 20-something minutes long. They removed parts of the intestine. They rerouted some parts of the intestine. Um, and they did a few strictureoplasties. And then they put everything back in and sewed me up. Um, and I ended up leaving the hospital about six days after the surgery. So th I, that was quite a bit. I'm sorry about the length of that. <laughs> um, but, yeah. 
Wow, man. Uh, that's an incredible journey of just, just medical and the ups and downs. That's uh, you've been through a lot for sure. Yeah. What, uh, so what are some of the spiritual practices that you've, you've been going through, you know, mm, yeah. Uh, pre-surgery, post-surgery, uh, you know, what, what has been carrying you through all that? Yeah. Wow. Um, that's a great question. Uh, I would say that in this season of my life, stillness the practice of stillness and silence um you know there's a lot of time in hospital beds in hospital rooms um back in march when i was in the hospital most recently i was actually like in an isolated uh room on the bone marrow floor so that was like a no visitors you know allowed type of room. And it's just me in that room, uh, for 18 days, wow. um, sitting in a bed, <laughs> looking out the window. So, um, just the practice of stillness, allowing myself to be still, um, and seeking the stillness of God, um, that has been huge. Um, <laughs> now this next thing will make sense for you, but uh, meditation, uh, especially like deep breathing exercises and meditation, uh, has been huge. Um, there's just a lot of time that I've had alone, isolated, you know, and, um, a lot of time for my mind, it could go anywhere, <laughs> yeah. you know, my mind could wander anywhere. Um, so meditation and, and, uh, has been huge and definitely prayer. Uh, my prayer game has, has definitely had to increase, uh, in this season. Um, I would say it's much more of an ongoing, um, unceasing type of prayer. It's just a constant, uh, conversation that I'm having with the Holy spirit, with Jesus and with God, the father. Um, so that's, that's really been huge. Um, and it, it makes, it, it has made like those times in the rooms, um, it's made it less lonely. Mm. <laughs> um, and it has made it like, even though I've been stuck in those rooms, it made it feel like I was still able to do things. And then I guess the last thing I would say I and I call this a practice. I've been practicing gratitude. Mm -hmm. Like waking up in the morning, creating some time where I'm just thinking about the things that I'm grateful for. You know, that I'm I'm grateful that air is still coming into my lungs grateful that there's a roof over my head. I'm grateful that, you know, I'm, I have family and, and friends. And uh, so I've been practicing that. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say were the big ones. 
Wow. Uh, and those are all extremely powerful practices. And, you know, it, God is so good. And, yeah. you know, it's funny, the, the quote uh, from Dallas Willard, where, where he says, uh, ruthlessly eliminate hurry. And mm, yeah. My head while you're just mentioning. Yeah, great. Yeah, great quote. And I think that that quote is actually the title of a newer book by that same exact name. Um, the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by Comer, I believe is the, the, the name. Yep, John Mark Comer. Yeah, and that book is one of the better books. I would, <laughs> I will, I'm not always the guy that's like, hey, go grab a book and read it. <laughs> Um, Dallas Willard's amazing. It's one of my favorites, but like Comer's book is one of the better books maybe I've read in the past 10 years. And I read a lot, um, just a lot about the importance of having a Sabbath, um, the importance of slowing down, <laughs> like, and, and I think like, especially in America, uh, in 2022, you know, I think that there's a temptation to always be on the run. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think the problem with that is, is we're not robots. Yep. We're not machines. Um, and so I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> I know I quickly reach my limit. Um, and so like that book is actually what and i know i talked to you a lot about this rob um i'm a firm believer in holding a sabbath mm -hmm. um i think holding a sabbath helps us create a rhythm i think having a sabbath helps us trust god uh and i think having a sabbath is like so important <laughs> Anyways, that was my little tangent for you. <laughs> no, no, that was really good. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you went on that tangent. Uh, it, it's funny, uh, you know, uh, I definitely wasn't a, uh, not a, I didn't, I knew conceptually and, and in my brain, I understood the Sabbath and, and I yeah. knew that it was good yeah but until i intentionally made the decision mm. to have a sabbath and to dedicate that to god yeah things that give me life it uh it really changed the game for me yeah yeah uh, you're you know you're you're absolutely right and and uh i'm so glad you recommended that and and um you know it's you're right it's so easy to get caught up and you know, yeah. Whole, yeah. Well, you know, I think that like as Christians, like, you know, as a follower, I know not everyone's a believer. So uh, I'll definitely put that in here. So hopefully this will still mean something to you, even if you're not a believer. Um, but like as Christians, when we think about the grace of Christ, I think sometimes we act like the commandments of God should just be discarded. Mm -hmm. 
but the, here's the thing like god is the same yesterday today and tomorrow and the commandments although we're not held to them by the grace of god thankfully um because i fall short um i think that the the principles are still good for us mm-hmm. like god's not somewhere just prescribing bad things for people <laughs> and so if if god himself rested it wasn't necessarily because he had to uh and if but if, if god also said like hey you guys should do this you know my trust and belief is that god's wisdom is higher than my own um, and so, like, although we might not be held to the Sabbath, like, I, I think, like Jesus said, like, the commandments were made for man, not the man for commandments. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, man, like, I, so that's, like, my thing is, like, okay, well, like, the Ten Commandments, there's still truth there. Mm-hmm. Even though we might not be held to them because of what Jesus Christ did, because Jesus came, lived, was crucified uh, as a criminal's death, rose again three days later so that we and our sins could be forgiven. Like, like that's the good news. Um, but like the, the commandments themselves still hold truth. Like there's still there's still truth there. Mm -hmm. So like as a Christian, I think like that's why it's so important for us to read the old Testament Mm -hmm. as well as the new Testament. And because I think it helps us get a bigger, more holistic view of who God is and who God's, uh, what God's heart is like. Um, so just my thoughts. No, that's, that's good. I, for a while, I, uh, I didn't read the old Testament, uh, mainly because it was, it was actually very difficult to read. And, and, uh, at, at that time, at that point, I only had the KJV translation and, oh yeah, as yeah. A topic, that was <laughs> just, <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> it's a little rough. <laughs> it was really rough so i was just like you know what i'm good yeah (laughs) i'm good you can pick up that tab (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) oh for sure yeah yeah um listen i hold on i've i'm just as guilty of being a bible snob right i own (laughs) multiple bibles um, there was a season of my life where I was like, the only Bible to read is the ESV. Oh, wow. There was another season where I was like, the only Bible to read is the NLT. Um, and there was a season where I was like, the message is, a, is, is like popcorn blockbuster film. <laughs> Don't read it ever. <laughs> right. Um, but like, I love the Bible app, like you version, the Bible app is so good. Cause there's that function where you can 
use the compare. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have a, I've read the New King James, King James, NLT, NIV, ESV. And, and now I actually enjoy flipping over to the message version every once in a while. Yeah. You know, like for me, I think it does a really good job of communicating, you know, a greater picture. It's not the only Bible I read, (laughs) but I do enjoy comparing it to the different versions. Same. Yeah. It's very, very interesting to, to, to see the different translations and, and how they fit and uh, what it says. And yeah. Yeah. Good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very happy uh, that the Version Bible app is out. And so to circle back around, we talked a little bit about prayer, but yeah. like to dive deeper into that and how prayer has played, has played in your life. You oh know, yeah. Pre-surgery and, and uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to hear more about yeah, prayer. Yeah. Um, I think so. My my understanding of prayer has definitely developed. So let let me. I'm a I'm a very scripture happy guy. I love the scripture. <laughs> I love the word of God. Um, in the book of John, Jesus says, "I only do what I see the Father doing." In Galatians 5, uh, it talks about walking in step with the Holy Spirit. Time and time again, Scripture talks about the Holy Spirit as a person and an advocate uh, and a guide. I find myself in prayer uh, constantly throughout the day. Like in 1 Thessalonians, it says uh, to pray without ceasing. I find myself talking to the Holy Spirit all the time. (laughs) Because here's the thing. Like if Jesus could only speak and do as he submitted to God and saw what God was doing. And if Jesus then turned to his disciples and through the disciples to us, his apostles to us, um, and he said, follow me. Two words. These are the final words he says to Peter. Follow me. So as I think about that, what does that mean? What what does being a Christian look like? I heard Andy Stanley said recently, you know, looking like a Christian looks a lot like Jesus. Wow, that's good. So if that's the case, if Jesus was constantly consulting with the Father conversing back and forth and and looking to partner with his father 
then as a Christian that is following Jesus, I think I should be trying to do that same thing. So I will constantly, I am in conversations with people, like even right now, as we've been speaking here tonight, I've been praying internally to the Holy Spirit to lead, to guide, so that I can hopefully partner with what God's doing. And, and like, ultimately, like Jesus was very clear about, he's like, Hey, like, this is how you should pray. Like our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven for yours is the kingdom. (laughs) So I just love that. I love the simplicity of saying, let your will, God, not my will. Not my agenda, not my opinion, but let your will break in on earth as it is in heaven. I believe every Christian has it in them to partner with God and see the kingdom of God break in to their existence and into this world. <laughs> Sorry, had to come, had to come intense. I'm passionate about it. You, you definitely did come in intense, and I appreciate that intensity. <laughs> yeah, I. It's so good. Like, you know, I, I know for me, you know, in my Christian journey, you know, I definitely my my prayer life has changed a lot from when. You know, even, even from like a year ago, it's still, you know, it's, it's still different than what it looks like, but yeah, uh, I think sometimes like, I know as a new Christian, you know, prayer was like super daunting and, um, but to think of it as, you know, just a, a daily conversation, uh, I think is really powerful and, and yeah. sometimes it's really missed because we think of just these long winded prayers that <laughs> you know, yeah. yep. Yep. Gets super complicated and yeah. it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Listen, if you're, if I'm trying to eat my cheeseburger and you're praying for 10 minutes, we're no longer friends. <laughs> if I pay 10 to $12 for a cheeseburger and it goes cold. Anyways, that's just my thought. <laughs> Keep it short. I'm hungry. Right? right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was good. That was good. Yeah, that's uh, so much to unpack there. It's great. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I think I think Jesus, Jesus was definitely a man of prayer. And yeah. And you could see throughout the Gospels that Jesus yeah. was constantly in contact with the Father. And then yeah. Yeah. Okay, Jesus said that he only sees what the Father is doing. And he was praying like that. And yeah. 
and then he says to Peter, hey, come follow me. Yeah, yeah. I forgot where. Um, I, I think it was in the Gospels. And he says, uh, you will, you know, I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah. But my spirit's going to come. And then yep. you're going to do greater things. Even I'm- greater things. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, well, that's right. That's, that's what was coming to mind. And if Jesus says even greater things, then mm. I think that applies for prayer too. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. And I, and I think like, you know, especially, you know, when we're, when we're sick, uh, it's so easy to concentrate on the, the what ifs, the, the actual circumstances. And oh yeah. God yeah. is really calling us to just give that all to him and to just lay it down. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think like, for me, I don't know if this relates to you, Rob, but when I'm like in a flare up or things are not going very well, sometimes I feel like I'm in prison mm. in my own body. And some it's it's difficult sometimes because sometimes I get mad at my own body mm-hmm. just like what the heck <laughs> like why are you failing me um but the i guess like the the realization is like there are ways in which i fail my body as well mm. and and so like with bad habits not sabbathing not resting not eating well not following up with doctors like these are some ways in which i've kind of messed up from time to time um you know like i think like there very recently like five years ago while i was dealing with a lot of depression because of uh the what was going on with the the disease and everything there was a period of time where i was just overwhelmed and felt like I couldn't go any further. And during that time, you know, I kind of gave up because I just had felt so helpless. But the cool part, I love the promises of God. Like I love the word of God. I could go to Ephesians. It says that he can do exceedingly abundant and beyond all things we can think or imagine. Oh, that's good. You know, like all things are possible with God. Yes. yes. Like the promises of God have been so good. Like, so I have to keep a constant diet of scripture because like when you're in a hospital room, in a hospital bed. Man, sometimes you need something. Hmm. And the television, books, all that stuff, that can only go so far.
Yeah. I know. You were so you you were in the hospital eighteen days. Well, well, more than that, but the the eighteen days you were in the the bone marrow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or yep. you were isolated. And yeah. So literally, probably the only things you had were the TV. Yep. And the kind of books that you probably. You know, yeah. Yeah. Read. And then yeah. and then possibly the the hospital staff but even then yeah. they're doing other things and you know um you know i you know one of the fears that i have sometimes that will just like you know uh being in the hospital and and being stuck there for a while and uh yeah you know and then you know sometimes that will pop in my head and i'm like oh man I, I i really i don't think i'd be able to handle that and then you know uh here you are you've been through that yeah yeah <laughs> and you you were just through radical surgery and god yeah. brought you through it and yeah you know uh it just goes to show how amazing god is yeah god is so good <laughs> yeah yeah god, god is god is so good um you know the things that i cannot take credit for like the miracles of God hmm. in this season. It, I mean, I honestly could have been dead many times over. Um, and I'm grateful because I'm, I'm here, I'm talking to you and, you know, and so in this season for me, like I feel a little like Lazarus hmm coming out of the tomb <laughs> coming back to life again um yeah anyways yeah that's so good so we got four more minutes excellent and let's see because i just totally forgot my train of thought <laughs> <laughs> That's what Tuesdays are for. I know, right? <laughs> so if you could give any advice to the listeners, oh. what are some points that you would give them? Oh, man. Wow. Take it easy on yourself. Mm. Stay patient with yourself. Healing takes time. You don't have to climb Mount Everest in one leap. Just focus on one step at a time. Make one phone call, take one day, you know, do one thing at a time. And, you know, I think like that's the biggest thing like take it easy on yourself don't be don't don't be so mean to yourself be kind to yourself give yourself a break and when things get tough take a deep breath well that's good 
this has been so awesome, Justin. Thank you. Yeah, it's been great. Right? Oh, God, it's so good. And, you know, uh, I forgot to mention, too, that Justin, he has a podcast called Reeling It In with Jay-Z. Right. You got you got two episodes out? Two two episodes out, and then I'm, I'm uh, recording a, a episode three this week. I think that is going to be on the fact that dreams have no expiration date. That and the seasons of life. So I'm going to be recording and releasing that hopefully this week. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna post the the link uh, definitely to your podcast. Um, I'm also going to post the links to your Instagram. And oh, thank you. Yeah, TikTok. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That'd be great. Thank you very much for that. And um, I've been enjoying uh, contemplation and disabilities. Um, it's just been fun watching you grow. Um, I really appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. just little moments um, of, of just taking that breath, taking that uh, contemplative break. It, it's great, man. It's great. That really means a lot. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, just taking that breath, taking it easy, and you know, going with the Holy Spirit, and 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 just going. And yeah, I want, I want, I want you listeners to to know that you know, uh, like Justin said, take it easy, um, and know that God has your back, and that right. you know, just like. You know, whatever you're facing, you know, whether it's just like Justin, major surgery or, you know, me, chronic health problems, chronic pain, uh, you know, uh, just know that God has your back. And this That's is, right. a, yeah. you know, uh, your pain, your disability, mm. uh, whatever you're going through does not define you. That's right. Jesus defines you. That's good. Yeah. Mm. God has your back. And, right. you know, you, you may be going through some dark times, yeah. but Jesus is the light and that light is coming. Mm, yeah. And you're going to make it through it. Yeah. And you are a child of God. Man, you got me untying my shoe over here. I got to throw my shoe at you. You're, <laughs> you're preaching. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, that's that's what I wanted to get across is that God has your back and you're good. Uh, You will get through this. Uh, The Holy spirit is with you. He will empower you and strengthen you. Yeah. And uh, so that's the time we have. Uh, Just thanks again for coming on Justin and viewers for coming on. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you and, I hope everyone has a good rest of the week. Uh, well, whatever time you're listening, whether it's Monday or, you know, the Wednesday. And uh, <laughs> I hope, yeah, I just hope you have a good week. And and yeah. I'll see you guys on Friday. Um, and go listen, go listen to, to Justin's podcast, Reeling It In With Jay-Z. Go listen, go watch his TikToks. Uh, they're so good. 
And I, you know, thank you. Thank there's you. so much gold there for sure. And um, all right, everyone, I will talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening. All right.